This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Private information and how much of it your employer has stored on its computer systems. What happens when you quit? How safe is that private information? Now, these are all questions that current and former uh, employees of the bookseller Indigo are dealing with right now. More than a month after that company was hit by a cyber ransom attack, turns out employees of the company are the ones with their information at risk. Not that the company has said much about this publicly, and believe me, we have tried to talk to them about what is going on. But you know what? Employees and former employees are finding out too. One of them joins us now. It's Marcus Grupp, who's the former director of experience design at Indigo and the current vice president and head of design and innovation at Syrian Labs. Marcus, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. How did you find out about what was going on at Indigo? Um, initially, uh, a lot of former colleagues and I, we, we had seen when the website went down. You know, we were, we're still big fans. We still shop there. So we, as soon as we saw the blue screen pop up on the website, we knew something was up. And then when that extended for a couple of weeks, there was a lot of messages going back and forth. Everyone was trying to figure out what's happening, what's, what's going on here. And then the, the new, you know, I think the news reports and, and Indigo had actually re- released that there was a, a cyber attack that had happened. We didn't actually find out until two Fridays ago that employee data was actually impacted. And that's when we, or two, two Thursdays ago, we got an email from Indigo outlining that some critical data had been, had been released in that, and it may actually be released into the dark web. Okay, and that's information about you, but you haven't worked there for like five years. Yeah, exactly. It's been uh, mid-2018. Mid and so what kind of information? Are we somebody that like, people could buy information about you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, they let us know that everything from my name, email address, phone number, date of birth, home address, but social insurance number was a really troubling one, as well as all of our banking details for any of the direct deposit information that we had had with payroll. That's a scary amount of information, isn't it, Marcus? Especially the SIN number. I think the, the, bank, the bank was a, a hassle you have to go and get changed over. But the SIN number is the one that there's just nothing. And as, as you know, myself and other employees were digging into it, there actually are, there is really no way to protect that once that's out there. And so what kind of questions did you have then after hearing about this? Um, there, there's a lot. I think initially it was confusing. It was confusing because like, you know, five years on, why is this information still there? Um, then there was a question like, what is, what are the actual laws? What are the, the rules for retaining data? And I think as we started digging into it, myself and other colleagues, our former colleagues, we saw that there really aren't any real standards across Canada. It varies from province to province in Ontario. Um, certain data is you know, three to five years, depending on what the data is. But there really is no clear um, understood policy that I think for, for anyone who is an employee who's maybe not be a specialist to really understand why that's retained. And then also you know, realizing you know, we focus a lot on customer privacy, customer data privacy, which is important. It almost begs the question, what's this, you know, are we doing the same amount of like security? Are we focusing on the same number, amount of compliance for employee data? Because it's actually maybe more troubling if your SIN number's out there, something which would likely not be in your customer file. 
Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I've never thought about that, about companies that I used to work for. What did they do with all my information? Are there any rules about this? Um, there aren't really, like, there, there, are, there are retention rules around what needs to be kept, but it's really murky. And, and to be honest, I'm not an expert, but even from the, 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 the digging I've been doing the last 10 days or so, there really aren't any standards around what needs to be com- compliant with. So what, what is the, what's the, the quality of the security system, uh, the systems that are in place to actually house that data? What's the controls on those systems so not everyone has access? What, what are the retention rules? You know, when, when is that data purged? How's that purged? Is it a permanent purge? How's that done? So there really isn't a whole lot of clarity on what that, what that actually is. What do you think we should be doing with this kind of information? Um, I, I, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, you know, the first and foremost thing, like from, from my perspective, guiding principle would be very much treating that employee data to the same standards as customer data. I think we, we, you know, we know that there's lots of rules in place for customer data. Let's have the same for employee data. I think the other thing is when you actually leave your employer, um, there should actually be an off-boarding checklist. Say, hey, just, just full transparency. We are retaining the following information. It'll be retained for this, a certain amount of period. And then after that period, here's how you'll know we'll have actually gotten rid of that data. So that at least if there is data that needs to be kept from a regulatory or a legal perspective, that you actually have that transparency. Because like you said earlier, we have no idea what other employees are keep, our employers have kept in the, in the past as well. The, the one thing we've noticed as well, you know, in the Indigo example, but it raises a bigger question for all employers, are current and former employees should actually be treated the same after data breach, right? We've seen certain communications gone out to Indigo current employees that hasn't gone to former employees. But I think since everyone's data has been affected, both sets of employees should be treated the same. And I think you know, one of the things I've noticed through all this and speaking to a lot of colleagues who really struggled with the mental toll of this, we need to actually put the mental health support in place. You know, credit monitoring that Indigo is offered up, that's a starting point, but that's not enough. The mental toll that's taken in the last 10 days for a lot of individuals, there needs to have, be some paid mental health support that's in place. And that's for all employers going forward. Did you get an apology? No, we haven't heard anything beyond that. It's one, one email is all we've received so far. No other communications. Wow. Did, have you heard from other Indigo employees? Yeah, there's, there's been everything from employees who've been there for, who were there for 15 years who were affected, 20 years, and employees who worked there for two or three weeks over Christmas three years ago. So you've got employees who did a quick stint over a holiday period, worked in a store, and are now dealing with this the same way as employees who might have been there for, for a decade. Wow. Do you think it's fair then to ask an employer or a potential employer, like if you're the person applying for the job, hey, what do you do with my information? I think it's a great question. I think it actually begs that question. I think current employees should probably ask their employees, like, hey, you know, can you tell me where the state is stored and how, how, how you're protecting it? And I think you know, if you're going in the interview process as well, that would be something if you have a little bit of leverage in the interview process to ask that question. Because it's something you'd want to expect. I think, you know, we talk a lot about, like, great workplaces, and we have all these awards about great workplaces. I think increasingly as we start to see these, uh, these cyber attacks take place, especially on the employee data, data, I think you almost want to have, like, ratings for their standards across some of these awards around top employers and top workplaces that actually take your, your personal data into to account as well. I think people would be surprised, Marcus, to find out what you pointed out, and that is the rules are different 
about customer data versus employee data. I, th- I think people would really be surprised by that. And it varies. The, the other thing that, that, that's shocking is across provinces, it's also different between federally leg- uh, regulated companies and provincially regulated companies. You know, Indigo is a, an Ontario corporation. So, again, rules are very different at the national, uh, the federally le- uh, regulated level. It's just a, it's a bit of a hodgepodge. I think, I think I, you know, Canadians probably, you know, ca- you know, Canadian employees would probably expect to have some sort of standard that's global, that's across the board, that they know that, okay, I know exactly what data is being stored, how it's being stored, and then what my rights are around that data, and actually then the destruction okay. or the, the removal of that data. Well, now that you've all been with this and having to deal with the situation, Marcus, do you have any advice for people? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say um, really ask your, ask your employer. Really hold them accountable. Um, if you are leaving a job, really ask the question around what's my, where's my data um, where is it being stored, and how will I know when it's being uh, being uh, uh, deleted? Um, why are you keeping certain data? So just making sure that you a- you're asking that HR team or whatever team that on exactly how your data is being uh, being stored or removed. And you know, it's about, I think part of it is also to realize that once you've once you've actually had your data breached too, is there's a there's a quick you're, you're, there's a whole range of emotions. So get you know buckle up. It's it's a range of emotions from from anger, confusion, and then the fear of what, what's happening too. But I think, I think in the meantime, I think a lot that we can do demanding of, of our employers as well as potential employers. Good advice. Marcus, thank you. Thank you so much. That's Marcus Grupp, who's a former director of experience design at Indigo, current vice president, head of design at innovation at Syrian Lab. So he hasn't worked for Indigo for five years, but he's been caught up in this whole cyber attack uh, situation where all of his personal information got compromised. And I think the questions that he raises are such good ones too. It's fair for you to ask, especially if you're having like an exit interview with a company, maybe you quit, you're on your way out the door, you're having the exit interview. It is 100% fair to ask at that point, hey, how are you going to delete my data from your system? I don't want it on your system anymore. How do you remove it? Uh, and maybe those are questions that we all need to ask of our employers too. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.